Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. See, I, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm a rival. You don't want to what? Hold up. I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep a real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Shout out to everybody that's joining us. Tag a friend. Straight shot, no chaser podcast. Tonight, I have a very special guest. Uh, he goes by the name of Andre Taylor, a.k.a. Gorgeous Dre. And before I get into an introduction with him, I want to set uh, the tone of what prompted this conversation. So I met uh, Andre years ago uh, because we connected on politics. And I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But I want to set the context on why we're even having this conversation. A few of you uh, are new following me. Uh, that just may saw, you probably saw my interview last week on the Ghetto Boys podcast, which is also a part of the Black Effect Podcast Network that I'm a part of with Charlemagne the God and iHeart Radio. I made some comments about pimping. And for the most part, I'll probably say 98%, 96%. I don't know the exact number, but for the most part, the comments were well received. People got it. They understood. They watched the entire, it was almost a two-hour interview, and they saw the context in which I was laying down, basically using metaphors, analogies to talk about talk game, which is, that's obviously what I do, talk game. And so there were some that um, did not like what I said, and respectfully, they have an opportunity to uh, have an opinion about it. You know, we are in the commentator space. Opinions are subjective. And so uh, there were some folks that did not like what I said. And it is what it is. I said what I said. I don't want to use time uh, debating or going back and forth or even explaining myself on a subjective opinion. It is what it is, period, in a discussion. But I do think that this was a great opportunity to really bring somebody on to actually go a little bit deeper into pimping and politics. Because after all, that's what I was talking about. And there's something called receipts that matters in the game. Whether you're talking about the street game, pimping, if you're talking about gang banging, somebody's going to, what they call, read your driver's license, read your jacket, read your card. If it's in politics, it matters what you've done, your influence. Receipts matter. And so to have this conversation on pimping and politics, I thought that the, not thought, I knew that the only person that could have this conversation and go deeper into the dialogue because anybody could just talk about the surface, mm -hmm. but it's a different level to every game. 
when you can go deeper into the game. And I encourage you to go back and look at the video that I put up of Dre that shows his transition from what he was talking about in Pippin, when he said anybody can be a fine woman and anybody can get money, but the mentality of a woman and how you move and who you who you engage with and how you how you move and how you get things done, that was what made his uh to me, his commentary or interview, if you will, during the documentary American Pimp, which what I would say would be the most watched documentary of pimping, period, that really drew me to what made him different than everybody else because he said, I'm playing for big stakes. And so when him and I got an opportunity to connect and he tanned me using Andre Taylor and he was talking and I said, well, cause he was doing a series called conversation uh, with the streets. And I said, well, I don't know if you really want me to come. Cause they say I'm kind of rough on the time. Shout out to Mo Factor. I just saw him join and he's the, actually the one that connected us. And I said, I don't know if you want me on that because I can get kind of rough with my words and I could, I'm really explaining, you know, I'm straight. I can be rough. He said, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, I'm gorgeous straight. <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> Everything just shut down. I said, are you kidding me? I said, you should have said that right out the gate, homie, mm-hmm. so that way we can talk. And I got so excited. Yes. Because I was like, man, I've been waiting to talk to somebody about the game to understand what I'm talking about. And we talked and talked and talked about politics and I was so proud of him and I was so excited because a lot of times when I'm having these conversations um, about different walks of life and using different metaphors, a lot of the people that I'm talking to have no clue what I'm talking about. So I always get excited when somebody from uh, a different world actually knows what I'm talking about. And that's why I wanted to do this because there was conversation out there about, you know, well, if you're going to talk about it, you need to talk about it because you don't know about it. And that's the whole point. I've always engaged with folks that have lived certain lifestyles and it's not about me necessarily talking about it, but opening up the door Mm. so that people like Drake, people like uh, Spud from Bloods, people like Mel, who's a crip, people like S-Bone, people that come from different walks of life can have the conversation with another side of the game to see how those two things connect. And there is nobody better that can do that then Andre Taylor, and the reason why, I mean, I'm going to give the floor to him. He is the only one. Let's not make no mistake about this. When somebody, oh, I'm not sure. No, nobody's saying that pimps don't. Shout out to S-Bone. I just gave you a shout out. S-Bone, the Crip. This is the only podcast, y'all, just so y'all know. This is the only podcast where Crips and Bloods and Pimps and Bishops and regular folk and HBCU all come together. This is what God has called me to do. Uh, he is the only one. We don't want to make no mistake about it. The only one that's been recognized nationally for pimping, which means in the documentary, because there's a lot of talk, we can have talk, but when they when they decided on who they were going to put in a documentary, it was very careful and it was selective. The only one that's been recognized nationally for pimping and also recognized nationally for politics, and I'm going to let him tell his story in a moment. The only one that's been on national TV, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, you name it, nationally. It's not enough. When I say politics, there's different levels to the game. It's not just, I know the mayor, or I did, I gave money to the school, I helped the kid. No, just like it's different levels to the pimping that Dre told y'all about an American pimp, it's levels to this shit. It's also levels to this shit in politics. Doing politics, it's not just knowing somebody, but having the influence, having enough talk game, having enough knowing how to move, having enough knowing how to move pieces around to get things done, very similar to the pimp game, if you will, but used on a positive level to actually change the community. And Andre Taylor, a.k.a. Gorgeous Dre, is the only one who has done that, period. 
So we are going to have the conversation on pimping and policies. We are not going to spend time on subjective dumb shit. We're going to go deeper into what the people really need to know about you and your story and how you've been able to, to make that transition or marry both sides of that so that people can see for what it is. So without further ado, my brother, Andre Taylor, gorgeous Dre. And I first want to say, I know you have been suffering with uh, some illness and I'm so glad, like they say in the hood, I'm so glad to see you rather than view you. So I, mm-hmm. I am shout out to you and your wife, Dove, and, and God laying his hands on you to heal you, brother. I'm truly uh, glad that you are here, uh, not just physically, uh, but spiritually. So welcome, uh, Andre Taylor. Thank you. Thank you, sis. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. I love you. Shout too. out to everybody out there. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, I think it's going to be a very, very beautiful conversation filled with love, information, and depth. Um, they call me Gorgeous Dre. I'm known from the movie American Pimp. Um, the Hughes brothers came to me because their father was in the game and they were interested about uh, the subculture of the lifestyle. So they have came to me. And when they came to me, they seemed to how I was living and they wanted to hire me. So they hired me and I thought it was smart of them to do so because it probably would be very difficult for them to be trying to go talk to some pimps because they probably wouldn't trust them. But they hired me as a technical advisor for the film. And I put probably about 85% of the guys in the movie. Uh, I also had the credits as a technical advisor of the film. So I'm very proud about that work and working with them. I decided that they were professional filmmakers and, and I wanted to connect myself with them. And I thought it was a great thing to do. I wasn't going to do the film. Uh, Alan Hughes said something to me that changed my, my mind. He said, Dre, before you decide not to do it, can I tell you something? I said, yes. He said, man, I just want you to know that everything that's done on film goes down in history. And I said, damn, history? It appealed to my ego. And I said, man, I, I said, I think I will do it, you know? And he was right because it's historic to this day, you know? Mm-hmm. He was right. So um, in the movie, I was facing life and we was able to overcome that with a writ of habeas corpus because people knew I was facing a life sentence and they wonder, you know, how, how did I got, how, how I got out? You know, that was a state case. I was actually indicted with the feds. It was the first time the state of Nevada and the federal government came together to prosecute a pen case. The federal government did not investigate me. It was the state that investigated me. Thank God the federal government did not investigate me, but they, the state asked the federal government to help me, to help them. Well, you know, let me tell you this story. We're going to get into it. So they tried to give me life, right? They put me on TV, made me look like public enemy number one, like I was a real, real bad guy, right? So I went to trial and I was found guilty seven times. And at my sentencing, the judge says, I have a problem with some of these charges. I didn't even know that the federal judge had the power to overturn the verdict of a jury. I learned while I was in trial, the federal judge, the, 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 uh, the judge actually overturned four of my charges and told my attorney to go make this writ because he had a problem with some of these charges. Right. And with that, I went to prison in 20 in 2000 and got out in 2001. And I remember when I was about to be sentenced and the, the marshals came and got me from my cell. And they were talking to each other. It was two of them. And they were like, should we tell them? And they were laughing. No, we'll let them tell them. Should we tell them? No, we'll let them tell them. Tell me that I was found guilty. 
So I went down the elevator and sure enough, when I went to the courtroom, I was found guilty. But when I came home just a year later, I was going to see my probation officer and I was walking into the elevator and I seen that same marshal and he was shocked. He was like, like, what is this guy doing now? So I walked in and I turned my back and faced the elevator and I said, should I tell him? I said, no, I'll let them tell him. I said, should I tell him? No, I'll let them tell him. The elevator door opened. I walked out. I was a victim. They gave me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. So anyway, what got me into politics is in 2016, my brother got out of prison. Uh, No, he got out in 2014 in October. And I came down, you know, to welcome him out. Left L.A., came into Seattle and, and, and welcomed him out. He did 22 years. My little brother, the apple of my eye, who I love. He was out 14 months and they executed him. I think that they executed him because while he was in prison, he won a court case. And they had to give him $80,000 before he got out of prison because they had did some things that was that had jeopardized his family, you know. And he, he won like a court case. And I think they didn't forget about that. That's, that's my thoughts. They executed my little brother and said he had a, he had a gun and we proved that he didn't have a gun. And I, and I remember getting that message and it tore me up. You know, I was like, man, I cried and, you know, and, you know, you hear about all the killings and stuff, but now this happened to my little brother who just got out doing his time, trying to change his life. You know, I was broken. The next day I went up to Seattle and I said, okay, Lord, I've dealt with so many things before. What did, what I'm going to do with this. Mm-hmm. And I thought, and, and I decided that I was going to come at this a different way than how our people had been addressing the situation. And, and I said that the only way I know I could win is that I had to be responsive and not reactive. You know, when, when there's a killing in our community, there's an immediate reaction from our community. We might go burn down some shit. You know, we, we going to act up, Right. And then what happens, we lose the narrative because ain't nobody talking about the police officer that killed, killed your, your loved one. Everybody's talking about what you're doing on the streets. So we've been losing the narrative for decades, mm-hmm. not understanding. So I said, I wasn't going to do that. I wasn't going to be reactive. I'm going to be responsive. As a matter of fact, the first week that I went to Seattle, I sat down with the chief of police. Now, this is the game. This is knowledge that I was using that I learned from the streets that I know they weren't privy to. Mm-hmm. So I sat down with the chief of police and I told her, I said, listen, I know I can't bring my brother back. And it was hard for me to do it, but I knew I had to do it. I had to have a different response. I told her, I know I can't bring my little brother back, but I'm still willing to work with you so that we can reduce the incidences of violence in our community. I did that for a reason. Because I knew if I elevated the conversation I could trap her. Mm-hmm. I can make her do the work. Because then people would say, you just killed his brother and he came down here still willing to work with you? I knew that would be a trap for her to make her have to continue to engage, which is why I said that. that. Yeah, and, and can I pause? Yeah, I, go you're, ahead. you're such a wonderful storyteller, but I want to dig a little bit deep in that because a lot of folks may not understand how powerful what you just said. You know, the, the Pence love saying, you know, conversation rule the nation. It's all about the conversation. So when you said elevate the conversation, take the conversation up another level, engage her 
And you said you were you got that from the game. And also you said sitting down with those that could be your opposition. And I talk a lot about that, Dre, when I tell people, I talk about all the time and I say, do y'all not think that anybody that's pushing work on the high level dope game, that Bloods and Crips don't never sit down together and talk? Mm-hmm. There's levels to anything in any game. So whoever's on the corner that might be pushing, you know, nickel bag, ounce, whatever, they may not know that people at the top, even your opposition, even your enemy are sitting down with each other. And I, I want to put a pin there and I'm, I'm going to let you continue, but I want to make sure they're getting all this game. Because I talk about in politics and I say, why don't y'all, do y'all really believe that Democrats and Republicans are not sitting down and having a conversation mm-hmm. and you're getting caught up in the theatrics of it all when right. you said the reaction, you're mm-hmm. reacting, you're getting caught up like this week, oh, he's crying, oh my God. You're getting, your emotion is tied. Sure. When they are having a conversation on another level that only bosses do, that only they have access to, which is why I want people from the street so bad in politics, because you understood that where everybody else would say, oh, I can't believe you sitting down. Just like they say, I can't believe you going on Fox News. No, you go over to where the opposition is and you elevate the conversation and they're forced to hear what it is you have to say. And anybody working on any high level of anything whether it's moving holes, whether it's moving dope, whether it's pushing politics, there is a conversation that those who do not have the ability to maintain their emotion cannot have. That's right. So I just wanted to put a, connect that to politics right quick. Yes. And so my philosophy going into it was, listen, I can sit down and have a conversation with anybody, right? Because I'm trying to feel, that, feel what we can build, right? But it takes a discipline. It takes a, an incredible discipline, and I learned that discipline from the streets. Because on the streets, listen, on the streets, you're faced with life and death situations that 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 define you and mm-hmm. develop you. You 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 are everyday facing your your life is at risk. So there's a way that you have to move to make sure that you're not going to lose your life, and That's it right. creates a discipline inside of you. Mm-hmm. So I was able to use that same discipline in politics that they exact they weren't privy to they were wondering how is it that I kept maneuvering and ke- and kept my composure at all times never reacted only responded mm-hmm. so i kept that response and what i did was created my organization not this time and with not this time what i did is i invited law enforcement to engage community i invited politicians to engage community and everybody came to that little small place that I was having those meetings at, and it became the biggest thing in the city. What I would not allow, whenever I would have meetings, all this is game that I'm giving you. Knowledge. Mm-hmm. All game is is knowledge. That's all game mm-hmm. is is knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I would say is that I will not allow anybody to disrespect my guests. These people here can take the hard questions because they're professionals. But if you disrespect one of my guests, we're going to escort you out of here. Because you need a controlled environment and you needed to have people to feel safe enough to come to an environment so that we can really have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You really need to have the conversation. So they never had an excuse not to come. So the biggest people in the in the whole state came. Mm-hmm. And in everything in politics, work through relationships. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I built relationships with the senators. I had a Patty Murray is the third most powerful senator in the United States. I went and had a conversation with her because I needed her to understand a different vision of my people through who I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I had a conversation with Patty Murray, Patty Murray said, who taught you how to talk like that? Mm -hmm. So now Patty has a different vision of what she considered the streets that she didn't have before. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? But that came through the relationship. And when we started the initiative, Patty gave us, many of you guys will know what I'm saying, a list, her list, her political power, power list. In politics, everybody have a political power list of funders, people that are given to you, uh, people that are supporting you, that's worth millions of millions of dollars. And Patty never supported an initiative before. But because of my conversation with Patty, the third most powerful senator in the United States, she supported the initiative. That came through relationships. I sat down with the chief of police. I sat down with the sheriff and I got all of them to get on board with the initiative. I went to the Puyallup tribe, the Indians, the natives. I went to, I went to Asian Pacific Islanders. I went to the Mexicans. I went to all these organizations and said that we've been fighting and losing because we've been fighting by ourselves because they can beat us individually. Mm-hmm. I went and we built the largest people of color coalition in the history of the state. Let me tell you something in politics, what black people don't understand. There's something that's called building power. Mm-hmm. The United States is an empire, like any empire that existed before it, that have conquered lands and people to get where they are, like the Persian Empire, like the Egyptian Empire, like the Roman Empire. They conquered lands and people. And there is a mentality that powerful white men have that to the victor goes to spoils. We can Mm -hmm. create the law the way we want to create them. We can do whatever the fuck we want to do because Mm -hmm. we won. Mm -hmm. And the reason why our organizations don't win because you are crying to a goddamn empire that got to where they got to doing what the fuck they're doing to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So unless you create what they respect, which is power, Mm -hmm. when I went and got all those different people, because you can't beat everybody, when I went and got everybody and organized everybody, Mm -hmm. then I came with power and they respected me. Then I didn't come asking. I came demanding. That's right. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. 
They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Now listen, listen to me very carefully. When they see my ability as a pimp, because they weren't worried about me. When I first came on the scene, they laughed. Mm -hmm. When I first came on the scene, I had no support from black people in Seattle because all they said is this guy's just a pimp. He just want attention. Me mm -hmm. and my wife had to do it by ourselves. I had to go into my own pocket to fund what I was doing because I got no mm -hmm. support from the black community in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I knew what I was doing because I knew I had to produce the receipts in order for my people to start believing because That's they've right. been lied to so much. They've been talked to and lied to so much that I wasn't trying to bring the top game to the people. I was trying to bring the receipt game to my people. So mm -hmm. I just went on my wife and I and funded what I was doing because mm -hmm. I knew the work. The model of my organization is do the work because I knew the work would go places I couldn't go. And when that yeah. work went, they believe it. Mm -hmm. And it was all strategy and systematic. And as those people would start seeing me move and start seeing the coalition come together, and then I went to unions. 979 unions, uh, uh, food unions, and got them on board. Listen, politics is something I understand that is extremely intimidating. Mm -hmm. Because the amount of work that it requires. And it was so hard. Let me just back up a little bit. Just so I can give it some context. Mm -hmm. In 2010, my kidneys failed. In 2011, my wife gave me a kidney. It lasted eight years. When my brother died, I still had that kidney. The stress of fighting for my brother made me lose my kidney. So during the fight, I got on dialysis. So now I'm fighting for the people and fighting for my own goddamn life without no support. I'm on dialysis every day, drained, going to meetings, going and, and, and going to rallies, fighting, but I'm fighting for my own life too. Mm -hmm. The pain of that, having to suffer the pain of that without any fucking support mm -hmm. while I'm feeling like I'm dying. Mm -hmm. But I did it and I ate it and I just kept pressing. Mm -hmm. It's only recently, this month on the 4th, that I got a new kidney transplant. All that time of fighting, I was on dialysis. Mm -hmm. So I was doing the work at my worst physical condition. Mm -hmm. But it was God that helped me. It was mm -hmm. God that helped me elevate. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Because I'm going to go some other places. 
ultimately, we got the law changed. Washington had the worst police accountability law in the nation. Because in Washington state, on the books was written, we can't hold an officer accountable unless we can prove that officer had malice. Now, what is malice? Malice means we had to prove what was in his mind at the time of the shooting, which is impossible. So for over 35 years, not one officer in Washington state was ever convicted of a police shooting because that malice was a barrier. Mm-hmm. It was like you can kill for free. Mm-hmm. So what we did is I got a team of attorneys and we wrote a new law for the community. And we got that law passed 60%. This state only has 3.5% black people in it. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? And 60% of the state voted for initiative 940. Mm-hmm. Today, Washington state is the only state that has a police accountability law. Mm-hmm. We lead the whole country. When I passed the law, what happened? Four officers have been charged with murder. That's mm-hmm. not going on anywhere in this country. Mm-hmm. And when Teslin says I am the only one my organization and the people that I involved, but I let mm-hmm. have not only changed law, but policy. I'm the only That's one right. that has done it in the country. Period. And, and let me explain something to you. Our black, organi- our black platforms never came to me. The Breakfast Club didn't come to me. Mm-hmm. No black organizations came to me because it wasn't done on an urban level. It was done on a systems level. You know who mm-hmm. came to me? White folks' biggest platforms. Mm-hmm. The New Yorker came to me. Mm-hmm. Fox News came to me. And they recognized the work. But my own people still to this day don't mm-hmm. even recognize the work. Mm-hmm. Listen, I defeated law enforcement. I submitted a whole country. I mean, a whole state. The governor. The mayors. The senators. They all came to me. The mayor hired me as the first street czar in this country. The first street czar officially, I am considered a street czar. The only one. Mm-hmm. There was a situation in Seattle that you guys probably heard about that's called the chop area, where people locked down six blocks of this city and took it over. And it became violent. And when it became violent, and I knew that there were people of color down there, I knew I had to do something. And I knew that it wasn't going to be popular because people liked it. But I stood up and I went down there and I got that thing changed and stopped Mm -hmm. it because people had gotten killed. Mm -hmm. One of the persons that got killed was Lorenzo Anderson. I went and his dad called me and, and asked for my help. He was a special needs child, 19 years old. I put Lorenzo Anderson on Fox. I put him on Fox News when Hannity is one of the greatest shows he ever had. Let me tell you, that's when the president called. Mm-hmm. You're talking about receipts. You guys yeah. are learning about receipts. The president called me, Trump, who don't care about nobody, so they say, mm-hmm. called me. Not only to offer his condolences to my client, 
but to thank me for the work that I've done. Those are receipts. Mm-hmm. And I come from the streets, from nothing. But I use those fundamentals from the streets. I used it, and you can too. That's what Teslin is telling you. That's what mm-hmm. she was preaching. That's what she's been saying. And I want to tell you something. Let's go to the game. Many of you think the pimp game is the game. The pimping is just a small part of the game. Mm-hmm. It is not the game in its entirety. I'm not pimping, but every day I use the game. That's right. Every That's right. day I use the game. The knowledge, the, the game. Some of you know the Bible said that God has a hidden knowledge that he has yeah, made yeah, yeah. for his people. It is the game that is the hidden knowledge. There's a yeah. lot of people out there that are good talk heads out there. A lot of people talking great. But I challenge all of those great talkers. Has your philosophy changed your neighborhood? Has your mm-hmm. philosophy changed your city? Has your philosophy Change your state. Mm-hmm. You bring your conversation. I'll bring my work to the table. I heard that. I got the receipts. I know how to beat the white man at his own game because I did it. Ain't no question about it. I got it. And you never came to see about me. It wasn't mm-hmm. important to you. You couldn't even see it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even see it because you were so Entertain with entertainment. Mm. That's what your mind is. They keep filling you with entertainment. Mm. You couldn't even see it. It wasn't even appreciated. You, it had no worth or value to you, but it had worth and value to them white folks because in white folks, no knowledge runs the world. Mm. It was in white folks came to me and asked me how did I did it and want to give me money to get the information. It's white folks that are lined up around the around the corner for some knowledge. And there's our people that are line up around the corner for a mixtape. Mm, say that again one more time. Is white people that are line up around the corner for knowledge. And our people line up around the corner for a mixtape. And I'm not mad because I rap too. My new right. album I just dropped on the third called <laughs> Many Shades of Drake. Good. That's thing. right. So don't get it twisted. I'm not hating on you. But I am expecting more from the black man. That's it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not with all this murder music that we created. You mm-hmm. celebrate that shit. You celebrate bodies. Mm-hmm. You celebrating killing a God. But you don't see yourself as a God. Mm-hmm. You see yourself as a pauper. When you look in the mirror, you couldn't love who you are. You couldn't because it's so easy for you to kill somebody who looked like you. Mm-hmm. Now, I chose not to talk until I brought the receipts. Mm-hmm. You hear what I said? Everything I'm telling you, I got the receipts for. I chose not to talk until I could present my people with the receipts. That's how much I love you. Mm-hmm. My father used to say, the worst death in the world is to be talked to death. So I'm bringing receipts. Everything that I say, I can back up. You can find it. It's easy. Go look online. Mm-hmm. And so since I've done it, since I'm you, since I come from the gutter, since I come from nothing, since my mama was a hoe, since my daddy was a pimp, what's your excuse? I heard that. What's your excuse? Since I did the greatest work I ever did when I was ill on dialysis, what's your excuse? 
What's your excuse? I didn't do it with millions of dollars. I did it with the knowledge and the information. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of people out there that got millions of dollars that have never done what I've done because you don't mm-hmm. got the information. It has never been the money that's been the power. It's been the information. And because yeah. this culture has taught you that money is more important than anything, that's why you ain't got no power to beat them. That's right. That's right. That's why you ain't got no power to beat them. Because they've deceived you. You've been indoctrinated and socialized with their culture and their way of thinking. And you've lost your first love. Come back to your God. Come back to the information, to the knowledge that's power. And I've already proved it. I've got the receipts and I'm talking about what I've done Mm -hmm. with this here. The money came after. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're ready, Taz. I don't know if they're ready. I got to put a pin in that part. One of the things that I talk about, uh, the rap song, Money, Power, and Respect. And I, in, in some of my speeches, I say we, we get it all twisted. Because in that song, although I, I love Lil' Kim, but she says, first you get the money, then you get the power, and you get the respect. And I've always said, we got it twisted. Mm-hmm. It's first you get the power. Well, what you're talking about, building a coalition, power. Then you get the respect to demand, then the money come on the back end. Mm-hmm. That's right. We literally have been taught that it's the other way around because they understand the power in coalition building and respecting. That's why I said today on Black News Channel, we were talking about Cory Booker and the and the, the panelists said, you know, well, I, I think Lindsey Graham owed Black people an apology. And I, I said, I, I disagree. I don't want your apology. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's already made their mind up that they not into me. I don't want your apology, but I do demand your respect. Mm-hmm. And that should have been an opportunity to show our strength, mm. not our weakness. That should have been an opportunity to show, no, we stand 10 toes down, not walking in with our head held down. And that's why, the reason why, and I feel the same frustration. I was talking about that. You didn't see it, but live before you came on, I was saying, because a lot of people who came and followed me uh, with the Ghetto Boys said, you know, wow, I've never heard of you. I never saw. I said, that's because I've been on Fox News the last six years. You don't watch to see what the opposition is saying, so you don't even know I exist. Mm. And when you watch these liberal networks, they show the, the, the comments of the races all day, 24 hours all day. Why don't they ever show the black people that's over there putting it down for black people? Right. Because it's not beneficial to them to do that. They have to continue to show whatever's going to get you uh, invoked uh, emotionally Mm -hmm. instead of knowing it's people over there holding it down. And that is too systematic because when you talk about you don't get love from your own people, I feel that pain because it's frustrating. I said on on Ghetto Boys, I got to fight my own. I got to fight white supremacy and my own people because they don't get it. Because of the conditions that you have been exposed to that you don't even know a fighter when you see it. Mm. Mm. So when I talk about emotion and people tapping in, when I talk about Corey, I said, understand it's okay that we uplifted that sister. There's nothing wrong with that. But you still got to see the game for what it is. But you can't see the game because you don't know the game. I'm talking to people that literally don't know the game. Definitely. You don't understand that invoking that emotion from, from black women who is who, who the Democrat Party depends on. To write all these articles saying, oh, man, watching her being talked to like that, I know what that feel like. I know what that feel like. 
That's what I was talking about when I said to me, you us. Mm -hmm. Tapping into you feeling a certain way. You being triggered because you're seeing her and you're thinking about you. Guess what? That ain't you. She already got the job. Mm -hmm. She already has the confirmation. She already has the votes. She gonna be all right. Her kids gonna be all right. Her kids' kids gonna be all right. But your emotion being triggered based on her that you can't even see that I'm trying to fight for you. Mm. I'm talking about that's good that she got a promotion. Great. But what about the people? That's and right. My people come to me and say, no, don't worry about the people. What about her? Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. So this is why they keep people from the streets outside of this conversation, because they know that it is the most dangerous thing that they have, because it is putting people in the game that have nothing to lose, that have access to the game and see straight through All their that. amateur at best games. Listen, so for people who want to know what I'm doing now, I do what I call conversation with the street. This is how Teflon and I met. And I brought, I bring black, powerful influencers, great minds from all over the country to Seattle to talk to our young folks. I brought Teslin, I brought Tamika Marley, I brought my son, I brought Big U, um, I brought Reza Islam, Nuri Muhammad. Uh, this list goes on. The most powerful black voices in the country I brought down here and took very good care of them so that we could have a conversation. What, I was, what I'm more concerned about right now is trying to get leaders on the same page. And before I bring all these leaders, I let them know, listen, whatever your ideology is, I want you to keep it at the house. This is about Black love, reclaiming our Black youth, and Black unity. Because all of us can agree on that. Mm -hmm. So before all of them come, I make sure that we're understanding we're on the same page there. Right, Mm -hmm. Dr. Umar Umar Johnson is coming well. And it's been very successful. And I had to stop it during COVID, but I will start it back again. Because I think it's necessary to get leadership together. If we can get Mm -hmm. leadership together, and get leadership on the same page. And based upon the work that I've done, people were willing to come mm-hmm. and participate based upon the work that I have achieved. You know, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm going to continue that, that work. And I'm going to go around the country doing this work for our people. So just to let you know that I haven't stopped. You know, we're going to continue to do what we, what we must do. And I always say that I'm here for a remnant of us because I already know everybody ain't going to be saved. Mm -hmm. I'm very Mm -hmm. clear about that. But for that remnant out there, my sheep know my voice, the Lord says, and another, they will not follow. I'm here for that remnant. That remnant must step forth. That remnant of our people must step forth, and we will. You know? So I just wanted to put that out there and uh, just let you know that that's coming. And I love my people. You know, I love us. I love us and all our, you know, all our little shortcomings. And, you know, I always say this when I was doing police accountability. If you're a leader and you haven't learned to love or lead beyond your pain, you shouldn't mm-hmm. be a leader. Because if you're dealing with our people, that's going to go with the territory. And if you haven't been equipped to deal with that and lead beyond that and not allow that to impact you, you shouldn't be a leader. You in the way. Let me say Mm -hmm. that again. If you are a leader 
and you have not loved to learn, if you have not learned to love or lead beyond your pain, you shouldn't be a leader. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Well, this was powerful. Uh, I know it's a Friday night. I don't want to take too much more of your time, but I I just love, you know, how God, uh, it's his timing is always perfect. And when we take little things and what people may think is a negative and turn it into something positive, that is leadership. When we can set ego aside and say, how can I use this situation in order to move people closer to the, the main goal of uh, getting our community activated from every side, every walk of life, from HBCUs to the hood to the whatever. Uh, this is what this was about. And I appreciate your leadership. And I wanted people to see that uh, there is real love between Black women and men. There is real love between brothers and sisters. There's real love from people that have uh, different ideologies and philosophies because the common ground is love for Black people. And I want people to also know that there is, uh, I appreciate masculine, because I know there's this thing out there about removing masculinity. And there were some questions about that on, on my comments. So I want to be very clear that I appreciate masculine energy the same way that my brother Dre appreciates his white dove and her feminine energy. And if you go look at any of the stuff that he's talked about, and how important having his wife is and how important she's been to stay down. It's nothing like you heard Dre say that his wife gave him a kidney. So when you talk about the Lord blessing you with a rib and she literally give you her kidney, it don't get no better than that. Listen, so, a girl gives you some coochie, but a that's kidney? Right. That's right. That's another level. <laughs> that's, another level. <laughs> that's another level. That's another level. People need to hear that. Mm-hmm. And they need to understand. So when it comes out, oh, well, you just going to be on, y'all just going to be. No, you're going to see what love look like. And, and lending the floor to somebody else. I don't have to do all the talking. My job is to try to open up the door. Your job is to open up the door and we come through and we elevate each other to make sure that we're touching somebody. Like you said, not everybody. I say all the time, I'm not Harriet Tubman. I'm gonna leave some of y'all. Hmm. We're gonna honk the horn one time and we moving on because if you don't know, if you free by now, 
They love using that analogy. Harriet went back. That was then. Right. This is 2022. If you don't know if you want to be free by now, you just don't want to be free. So I'm not going to risk trying to get you. I'm just going to blow the horn like the rapture. And they say you'll recognize the horn and then come on in and we're going to move and go to the next level. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to have you here and I'm going to continue uh, you know, to advocate for you, uh, people kept tagging you because you are infamous. So when people, when I, when I, uh, under the comments, people kept tagging, real gorgeous Drake, real gorgeous Drake, real gorgeous Drake. And I was like, oh, that's my brother. Y'all tagging him. That's actually my brother. So we're going to take that's this right. conversation <laughs> and actually talk because that is how the Lord organizes, because um, he is the greatest organizer of them all, the most high. Yes, and so it, it, this was meant for him. So I wanted people to be introduced to you. I'm definitely going to keep pushing the line so that your voice is elevated. Hope to see you on Breakfast Club. Because I know what that feels like. To, you know, Fox News has more viewers than anybody. I tell people, let's not get it twisted. Yeah. More views than anybody on basic cable, period. They even beat ESPN. A lot of folks yeah. say, oh, that's because old folks watch it. Well, no, they beat Nickelodeon, Comedy Central. More viewers than anybody on basic cable. So it's not about the numbers. If it was just interested in norm numbers, I'll go over there. But I want to be able to touch different areas, you know, of people to get my people to know that, hey, there's a blessing for you over here. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to keep elevating anything that I can do. Have me having my podcast on, you know, Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio. And we're going to keep building, brother. And so I'm always, as you know, a phone call away, a plane ticket away uh, to be down on whatever it is, you know, that I can do to be of assistance to you and just keep opening the door. And I, I wanted people to hear from you. It was important um, that they heard from you so there could be no question about you and the receipts and everything that you bring to the table. And I hope folks uh, got something out of this. I'll let you close. So I know we're getting 10 minutes before the hour. And again, uh, make sure you guys go up to the top, uh, at the top of this Instagram uh, and follow uh, Real Gorgeous Dre, Andre Taylor. Follow him and his work. Shout out to you for even just getting through, not shout out, just blessings that you even made it. And that means that God has uh, some some work for you, and we're going to continue to help you do that. So I will leave closing remarks to you uh, as we get out of here. I believe in building Black family and Black power. been married 23 years. My son works with me in the music. One of my sons graduated Yale. I got a daughter that graduated UCLA. You know, you don't have to be defined by your past. You don't have to be defined by your past. Just take it from me. You know, I was in a worst case scenario than most people, you know, having to dig myself up out of where I come from, that mindset. Having to dig myself up out of that. So I just want to encourage you out there, you know, and then remember this. I want you to understand this. This is very, very important. The scripture says the only way. There's no other way. There's only one way that people will know that you are my disciples by your love one for another. This is how I judge our people. Mm -hmm. If I don't see that love that the scripture says shows that you are my disciples, you could be black as tar. I won't consider you my people. Mm -hmm. I know it's a heavy thing. I said, the scripture says, the only way that they will know that you are my people is your love one for another. That's it. No other way. And if you're not exhibiting that love, you're not his people and you're not mine. That's all I got to say. I heard that. I heard that conversation that ruled the nation for real, for real, literally and figuratively. 
I love it, brother. I appreciate it. That made me have to do my little scripture. I did say close words, but I do <laughs> tell people this all the time. Since there were so many arguments about the GOAT, I, I'll, I, I'll leave with this. I did say you had closing last word, but you know, when you start talking, I got to get my little scripture in too. I, I want to tell people this because I live by this Matthew 25 about the least of these. It talks about in the end when it's all said and done, since instead of us arguing about who was the best, the GOAT in the game and who's the best rapper and am I the best commentator, whatever. Let me tell you that in the end of it all, it's not about who's the GOAT, the greatest of all time. We say that all the time, the GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT. But in the end, they say that the GOAT will be divided from the sheep. Mm -hmm. And the sheep is not those that just followed anybody, because I know we use that a lot. Oh, she's a sheep, he's a sheep. No, in the end, when you got to go stand up and give an accounting for who you are, they said they're going to divide the goat from the sheep, and the sheep is about the shepherd's work. What is the sheep? What is the shepherd's work? Tells them where the shepherd's work is. Matthew 25, when they said, when I was in prison, you didn't come see me. You heard Andre say, and don't, didn't nobody even come see about me. Mm. That was a powerful thing. It said, when you're in prison, I'll come see about you. When you're hungry, I'll feed you. When you need shelter, I'll give it to you. And I'm paraphrasing. When you need clothes, I'll, I'll clothe you. Who among us will see about the least of these? Mm. So anybody can say I'm for the culture. Anybody can say I'm black people. Anybody can say that. But what do your receipts show? Right now, are you standing for the culture or are you wanting to be comfortable? Mm. And there's something called the consequences of consciousness. And if you have not paid the consequences, the death threats on a different level from the biggest pimps in the game called the American government, from the biggest gangsters in the game, called the police department. They are the pimps. They are the real gangsters. Yes, indeed. So they people run around talking about that pimping. You getting the pimping all confused. Yeah. Y'all want to argue with me about who pimping hoes? Let's talk about pimping these Joes. Joe Manchin, Joe Biden. Then I'll be impressed when you go against real power. <laughs> and that's when it comes down. Who gonna go against real power? Because Send me all go. Send me all go. <laughs> <laughs> who among us? And that's the difference. And don't nobody ever discredit what a woman can do. Because in the Bible, in the book of Judges, Deborah said, General Barak, she told a man, General Barak, if you don't deliver my people, he's going to deliver through the hands of a woman. So understand that the woman's womb bring life. It's more than just a sexual thing. There is a birthing thing. And we need men to be standing and leading us. I've made that very clear also on the breakfast. Men, I follow men. Don't get it twisted. But I'm you got to be a man. Men. You got to be That's a man, exactly. though. But you got to be a man. You got to be a man. <laughs> That's right. Listen, one of the most important <laughs> things in American Pimp that people say to me that impacts them is when I say it, you got to be a man before you anything. Before you're a doctor, lawyer, a pimp, you got to be a man first. And I said that 20 some years ago, and I still live by it. You got to be a man first. That's it. That's it. Well, thank you for showing us what manhood is. I just love you. You, I am. I love inspired. you too. I hope everybody's inspired, brother. Thank you. Love to your love wife. You, baby. Love you. Let us always know whatever we can do, guys. Please follow uh, Andre Taylor on his IG. You can click up at the top. It goes uh, by Real Gorgeous Dre. Follow him. It's not just a name, gorgeous. It is a beautiful man in spirit uh, and in looks, but a beautiful man uh, in in how he's walking. And so I hope uh, and pray. Uh, that we continue to be a blessing to you. Thank you Thank so you. much, brother, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That was Straight Shot No Chaser. Again, download, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, Android, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure that you subscribe to Straight Shot No Chaser. 
this will be available. You said, I'm crying seeing this. That's great. This was a wonderful, wonderful thing. I hope uh, that you got something out of this. And the main thing I hope is, you know, I go back and forth with folks all the time. I don't have no problem having fun in the comments. No problem. But I am always, when I see there's an opportunity to have a larger conversation and not get down in the pettiness and the back and forth, this was an example of this. Because to the guy that I offended, you were offended, you just were offended. But I do want you to know that I love you. I love you. And this is work based on receipts. I connect when somebody say, oh, it's good pimps too. It's good. I never said it wasn't good in anything. I get that. And I just showed you one who has taken the game and taken it to another level. And this is somebody I met before last week, before I had that conversation, because like Dre said, the receipts are the receipts. So y'all know, if y'all follow me, y'all know I love breaking out my receipts. We ain't got to make it up. These are real receipts. So shout out to my brother. Y'all just got an opportunity to see what black love looks like between brother and sister. I know there's this this thing out there about black men and black women always. Da, 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 da. No, no, no. If that's what you thought you were tuning in for, surprise, surprise, you ended up getting a blessing. All right, y'all. Peace. Love you. Shout out again to Mo Factor. I see you in the building for connecting me uh, with Andre Taylor years ago. And we're going to do more work. Stay tuned. Stay connected. Straight shot, no chaser. It's your girl, Tesla Figaro. Oh, and before I get out of here, y'all know I always say use it, lose it, can't make it, choose it. I had to stop to put that because, you know, in the pimp game, they say, who the, yeah, you're going to choose somebody. So one of the things I always say is use it, lose it, can't make it, choose it, which means you do, you do, you don't, you don't. We are looking for a selected few which are the soldiers, the straight shot, no chase of shoulders. Soldiers, I talked to y'all about that earlier today. Allies ain't good enough. Accomplices are not good enough. We need soldiers who are willing to get in the game. Peace. Wherever you're from, gang banging, pimping, whatever, politicians. I've got plenty of politician friends, plenty of pastor friends. It's never about me saying there's not good. I know there's good in you. I know there's good in me. And I know me and you together, to me, you, us, we can take over the world. The only difference is I ain't asking you for anything. And if I do ask you for something, I'm going to give it to you back tenfold. That's how you know if you're getting pimped, if you're getting something back. Ain't nothing wrong with you getting offering or whatever it is. The question is, what are you getting back? And you can't never beat me loving you because I'm going to stay ahead of the game. Ten toes down. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Teslin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne Nagat. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.